Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello and welcome to the Tour Report from Secret Golf. This week it's back to Elk's home state for the Charles Schwab Challenge. It's Colonial Country Club and Elk. I've been to a lot of tournaments on the PGA Tour, as you know. I mean, you've been to all of them. <laughs> this is this is the fa- my favorite one that I've ever been to. Maybe out with the players and majors. This tournament and this course, it's amazing. Yeah, Colonial is the best time of the year, Diane, May up in Fort Worth. It's golf course, it's right on the Trinity River, right below TCU University, incredible clubhouse sitting right behind you there. Another Perry Maxwell golf course, one of the players' favorite golf courses. Hogan won five medals, I think, around here. Of course, we saw our own Jason Kokrak sort of break the mold last year. We never thought a really super long hitter would win. It was more like a Jordan Spieth type where he scrambles and gets the ball in play. But it came down to those two, and and Jason Kokrak drove off in that big truck that they give away now for the winner. But <laughs> But Colonial is all about positioning, Diane. It's a wonderful golf course right along the Trinity River, as I said, covered with oaks and pecan trees. You have to position your ball off the tee. Very particular style of golf is rewarded for playing at Colonial. You've got to curve the ball right to left and left to right. Who is all the favorites this week? Well, I think we've got to break down a little bit what happened last week to to actually figure out what's going to happen this week. Yeah, for sure. And well, let's go back to last week because at the start of the week, I spoke to Ryan Palmer, who's a member of Colonial, and Jason Kokrak, who, as you said, won here last year. And they both said that Southern Hills was like, Ryan Palmer's quote was great. He said, it's like Colonial on steroids. And Jason said the same thing. It's just like a a bigger version of Colonial. And as you said, both Perry Maxwell designs, but... um, you know, last week, what did you make of the PGA Championship and that incredible Sunday that we saw? I had to, I was talking about it with someone and said, you know, I'm not ashamed to say it, that I enjoyed it way more than I enjoyed the final round of the Masters. Yeah, I think there's a million ways you could describe what happened last week at the PGA. But 
Tiger Woods kind of summed it up in a certain tweet that he wrote about Justin Thomas, where he said, Justin Thomas kind of hung around and he stole the PGA. Now, <laughs> you may say it's not fair that Justin Thomas stole the PGA, but he kind of did. Mito Pierre, who we all were watching very closely to see if this basically this rookie from who played at Texas Tech from Chile could pull this off. And he got all the way down to the 72nd hole, a half a roll on 17. He has a two-shot lead playing in the last hole. And he sort of he probably hit the right drive off, right, right idea off um, 18, but he just it was just too much for him, and he just lost his swing on 18, put it in the water, made double bogey, and then we, of course, we saw Will Zalatoris, who struggled pretty much the whole weekend with his putting, and finished up in a playoff. And here we are celebrating a player, Justin Thomas, who's won his second PGA. It's it's funny on the tour, Diane. That there's two types of tears on the tour there's the guys we think are going to win the majors like justin thomas and then we have a bunch of other guys that we sort of hope and can they do it and that dynamic was the most in play and it was almost like justin thomas stole it at the end although he's the most deserving champion of course but it was a very uh interesting ending in my in my mind will zalatoris could have won by six strokes in my mind and um, it was just such a roller coaster of emotion because you're you love you know Justin Thomas wears his heart in his sleeve when it comes to how he feels about the majors and winning a second major you know he'd won the PGA at Quail Hollow in 17 and he said at the beginning of the week it's so hard to win any week but it's so difficult to win majors and that second one was like the monkey on his back so you're happy for Justin Thomas and He's the sort of guy that you would expect to win a major. But then you have that, as you say, the Cinderella story of these rookies, Zalatoris, Cameron Young, Mito Pereira. And everyone felt that devastation for Pereira, even if you didn't want him to win. Nobody wanted his Sunday to end the way it did. You know, you at least wanted him to get into the playoff, have a three man playoff. But then you see his interview afterwards and he didn't need to talk to the TV crews and he did and. He'll take so much away from that, but um, it's so lovely to see. I just love seeing the these guys who were contending for their first win, and it was at a major. And it just shows the the breadth of talent that we've got coming up through the ranks year after year on the PGA Tour. Yeah, I mean, you've got like three players now that are almost household names after the PGA. Cameron Young, who looks like a giant rubber band that just <laughs> stretches back, holds it, and then just snaps it. Will Zalatoris hasn't won a tournament. And, of course, Mito Pereira. The, all, all three of them hadn't won. But now we know the names. We know everything about their games. We know everything. Cameron Young, of course, we've been watching closely all year. He's going to be a star player. Interesting that both those guys have – him and Zalatoris have a little bit of a dodgy putter. Um, Zalatoris, of course, hasn't won on the PGA Tour. It's hard to, hard to believe that you could almost have a, a household name now in Zalatoris. Um, plays so well in the majors. Doesn't let ever let anyone down when he plays in the big tournaments, except yeah. himself. I mean, we love watching him. He's so good, but he's got to get that putting figured out. I think he will. But um, where it goes for Zalatoris from here, I'm not sure. Uh, I, I only see great things, but I just don't know where this is going to pop up again. 
Well, I've got a prediction for Zalatoris and it'll come a little bit later on in the show. But I mean, he's had played eight majors and had five top 10 finishes. Two of them have been runner-ups. It's like, and we saw that he lost in a playoff at the Farmers Insurance Open at the start of the year, but um, just amazing. And then Cameron Young was my pick at the start of the week. So you can imagine how excited I was until we had a pesky double bogey. And I was like, here we go. And you were big on Matt Fitzpatrick, who was right there until pretty much the end too. So um, a successful week for us, I would say. <laughs> yeah, and I think, you know, there's, there's a, being a tour player for a long time, there's a certain heartbeat on the tour. When I say heartbeat, I mean sort of a attitude, a philosophy, a feeling. And I think the feeling going into Colonial this week, Diane, going to this particular course is that one got away for the Blue Collar Tour players last week. In other words, Mito Pereira could have sort of been the hero of the rest of the tour players, the ones that we don't expect to win. So my picks are reflecting a different feel this week, Diane. I'm, I'm reflecting that the more the down-the-list feel that are going to jump in and win this tournament out of nowhere just because they're like, I saw it. I felt it. I saw Mito Pereira was right there to the very end. And we saw the, the old, you know, can't even call him old, Justin Thomas, the old pro that we knew he was going to do. I mean, Think about how many times I, I I know you saw my tweet. I only tweeted once, which was how Justin Thomas hit that tight draw off 18 to win the <laughs> players' championship two years ago. And then he hit this tight fade off 18. How many times do you think Justin Thomas practiced that tee shot to get ready for that particular shot yeah. at Southern Hills? You know a thousand of them down at Palm Springs, well, down in the West Palm where he lives. He was preparing for that tee shot exactly. And he was ready for it. Amito Pereira was not. However, um, I'm thinking that the heartbeat of the tour, Diane, is feeling a little jaded and also motivated this week. So I'm pulling up some guys that are playing very well, that are high odds. They're going to jump right in and win this tournament. I love that. That's such a fantastic way to sum it up and to look ahead to this week. So um, Colonial hosting the Charles Schwab Challenge, as it's now known, for the 77th time. This is the longest running non-major to be held at the same course on the PGA Tour. And um, as we said, Jason Kokrak won last year. He kind of, you know, goes against the mould of, of the type of player you would expect to do well here. And you look at other past winners like Kevin Na, Daniel Berger, Chris Kirk. You know, Jordan Spieth has a phenomenal record around here and has had three runner-up finishes. So, um, Kokrak did tell us, though, that he, you know, he changed his strategy a little bit for last year. And we know he's one of the longest hitters on the tour. He didn't use that strength. He played a lot more strategically and, and clubbed back a lot. Yeah, and he putted well. And, of course, the shootout on Sunday against Jordan Spieth, uh, Jason hit his driver, you know, 330 yards, 340 yards on the back nine and just pretty much demolished uh, everything that, you know, Jordan Spieth had to offer coming in down the stretch. But you're right. This is even back in my day, Diane, you know, Lenny Watkins, Ben Crenshaw, some of these, you know, some of these older guys. Rod Curl came down years ago in the 70s. They had the big plaid jacket all ready to fit Jack Nicholas, but no, here comes Rod Curl. All these smaller hitters that don't have to worry about curving it around these dog legs, get the ball in position, play these holes over and over and over and just get yourself in position. Kelowna is the past 70, only two par fives. The whole field can reach one of them, number one, but hardly anyone can reach the 11th, very narrow, right along a little tributary river. So, it's all about playing these par fours and long par threes, not as long as last week, but yeah. tricky par threes. So 
Scoring is probably going to be pretty good. There's some rain in the forecast, as always, in May. However, I just think, Diane, there's going to be a, a, a run from below this week. And um, I'm stacking my teams. So um, we've been really looking kind of premium on accuracy, you know, greens and reg, um, that kind of second shot ability to, to make a lot of parts. But having said that, scoring never gets too wild around here. Kokrak won at 14 under par, Berger the year before at 15 under, Kevin Na in 2019 got to 13 under par. So, you know, it's not going to be like... Well, hopefully not. I hate these low-scoring weeks, but it's you know it's a tricky course. And last year we saw that with Jordan Spieth, who's a hundred percent the fan favorite. Jason Kokrak said that he knew that everyone was rooting against him, and um, and and Jordan had a couple of bogeys coming down the stretch to really lose it to Kokrak, who who played great. But um, talk about the horrible horseshoe holes three, four, and five. You know, not often do we see one of these really tough stretches at the start of the round but you know year after year number five plays as the toughest hole at colonial yes three four and five diane actually horseshoe horseshoe right around the driving range the driving range is in between three four and five hole three is a severe dog leg you actually go over a giant oak tree try to carry some fairway bunkers with a driver or a three wood have to hit the ball right to left long second shot Number four, of course, is a super long part four. Uh, sorry, super long part three, 230 yards. Just a just a hard hole to hit the green, a hard hole to make a three on. And then, of course, the fifth hole is famous Hogan's Hole. Runs right along the Trinity River. Massive cottonwood trees lying in the right side. You have to slice your ball or fade your ball so far around that you don't even see where it lands around this creek, around all these trees. Out of bounds is left. It's just so narrow. and uh, you know, the old, the old rule of thumb, if you could get to the 6T at Colonial, even par, then you're looking like you're going to have a great day every day. Okay. Okay. Well, the field is pretty stacked this week. Um, Justin Thomas is playing again. So is Will Zalatoris, Colin Morikawa. Um, you know, a lot of big names that are going to be playing this week, but I have a feeling that you're not looking at many of them. Right. Well, pig's coming up in a minute, but first up, we're teaming up with Dundonald Links to bring you the Tour Report. Now, it's a fantastic golf course and resort in Scotland, in Ayrshire in Scotland. So if you're ever heading to the West, then this is definitely the place to go um, if you are planning that bucket list trip to Scotland with your list of golf courses that you want to visit then this is definitely one to add on now they're the host venue of the 2022 Trust Golf Women's Scottish Open that's happening this July now the tournament has a $2 million purse one of the largest outside of the majors for a women's competition which is great and it's going to be so good to see Dundonald Links you know, across the world, um, showcasing exactly what they've done. They've undergone this huge redevelopment with the ultimate five-star luxury golf resort. So that will be on show. But Dundonald Links has also been selected as one of the four golf courses in Great Britain and Ireland as new venues to stage final qualifying for the Open. Now they're gonna host the final qualifying events from 2023 until 26, when tour players, club professionals and elite amateurs will compete for places in golf's original major championship now you can find out more and check out the full course and resort online at dundonaldlinks.com 
We're gonna dive in and we're gonna give you our top picks. So we each are gonna have an outright favorite, then we'll do a one to watch and a dark horse that has to be over a hundred to one. Right, I'll let you go first because I don't know your picks. Normally we discuss it a little bit. <laughs> so first of all, your outright favorite for this week. Well, as you know, Diane, I'm a bit of an outcast thinker when it comes to you know what's gonna happen. I'm going with the heartbeat of the tour. I've talked about biorhythms on this show. I've talked about guys that I think will do well, like we talked about last week. We talked about rookies like Cameron, uh, Cameron Young uh, and Davis Riley. Davis Riley's on my list. I don't know where I put all three of these guys. All three of these guys on my list could be the winner, okay. one to watch, or a dark horse. All three <laughs> of them have the credentials for each. But I suppose, to be fair, Davis Riley at 50 to 1, who yeah. had a good week last week. I was on a radio show in San, uh, San Francisco last week, and I gave him Cameron, Cameron Young and Davis uh, Riley put it, as two of my hot picks, and they both finished right there at the PGA. I just feel like these guys are playing so well. They've, as I said, I've, I said it in the top of the show, the momentum from below in the tour to rise up, knock out all these guys that are above. I mean, I could spend uh, an hour looking above and just telling you how great everybody is above. Daniel Berger's playing. You know, Justin Rose is playing here. Dale Gooch, who you picked last week, who's playing fantastic. Speak, all these guys. But I'm sitting, Diane, at 50 to 1 with Davis Riley, a rookie, being motivated. And this is the same speech I'm going to give you for all three of my picks this week. Being motivated from coming from below and what Mito Pereira almost did last week at the PGA. Yeah, excellent. I love Davis Riley. I mean, the guys had five top tens this season. One of them was that loss to Sam Burns in the playoff at the Valspar, but finished in a tie for ninth at the Byron Nelson just a few weeks ago. So he's a he's a Dallas guy, lives here, and um, he's his form is amazing. There's few people in better form overall um, consistently than Davis Riley. So I love that pick. I looked at him. But I am going to go with his old roommate, the guy that he used to live with in Dallas, who was his partner at the Zurich Classic. And I don't care how obvious it is, I am going with Will Zalatoris. <laughs> and two reasons why, well, many, many reasons why, but he's 22 to 1, which I actually expected him to be lower than that. So as soon as I saw that he was over 20, I thought, cool, he's going to be my pick. But um, the more I see Will play, I'm more impressed by his attitude than anything else because he just keeps going and he seems so positive. He's got this cheeky little smile on his face and his attitude after losing in the playoff to JT last week at the PGA, he was just like, I'm close. Like, all I can take from this is that I'm so close and it's going to happen soon. But... I mean, what more can you say about him? Um, he leads the tour in approach this season. He's putting better. And you know what? He plays so good that his putting doesn't need to be spot on 100%. He's already there and we're already seeing the results. So as long as he's not too fatigued, but I think he's going to have the energy around him being back in Dallas this week. Um, so I am picking Will. I think what a great story it would be for him to go and win the week after missing out on the PGA. I agree with you. I love everything about Will Zalatoris. He he has one fault in his putting. He, he has a bit of a loop in his stroke, but I've seen loops and strokes before. But he misses all of his pressure putts to the right. And then all of a sudden, when he has the most pressure on him at all, um, like 18 to make the playoff, he makes it. Yeah. And I wonder 
I wonder if it's um, a fault, which it is, of course, with his open face on a lot of the parts we saw through Saturday and Sunday, played terrific golf Thursday and Friday to get in the lead or near the lead. Um, I wonder if something in his brain he needs to adjust as well, where can he, can he, can he make those, some of, some of the most impressive strokes he made with the ones that were the most important. Yeah. Um, he could have easily birdied 17 in regulation and gone to and could have won the PGA. Yes, he does have a floor in his putting. He has an open face and impact. I don't think he's researched everything yet. I think he's very fixable. I don't have to sit here anymore and say, oh, I hope he fixes his putting. I, I'm convinced he will. He hasn't found, not saying he hasn't had the right teacher. I'm not saying he hasn't had the right thought. But, yes, anyone with that much technical skill that can get into a playoff in a major has the uh, hand-eye, the thinking. He just hasn't got to that point yet. So I love Will's, Will's Alatoris. Okay, good. Right, now we're on to our ones to watch. Slightly higher odds. Again, as you say, all your picks are in that category this week. But um, I'll start and I'm going with a guy who also had a great showing at the PGA. He finished in a tie for ninth. But I'm going with Tom Hoagie at 70-1. to 1. When we did our re-ranking this week, he rose all the way up to number two in our re-ranking. And he's just having a great run. Four top tens this season. He had that win at Pebble Beach, runner-up at the Amex. But again, that approach that he's sixth on the tour in approach, um, ranks in the top ten in scrambling. And I think the cool thing about Hoagie is the the pressure doesn't seem to get to him. He when he won at Pebble Beach, he had to fight off Jordan Spieth and Patrick Cantley, and um, he just seems to have a brilliant attitude about him week after week. So I think Tom Hoagie at seventy to one. Is um, is my one to watch this week? Well, he fits the the, the mold very nicely at Colonial. You've got to hit the ball straight. We're not looking for guys that are like Bryson DeChambeau coming back to smash it down there, three fifty. We're looking for we're looking for position. Uh, my son Sam's going up tomorrow. He's going to follow Pat Perez and oh, and Jason Duffner. Jason Duffner got in the field last night, and of course Jason Kokrak. But he knows. We all know how to play Colonial. You've got to go over the trees, around the trees, get the ball in position. Hit these small little windy greens that are pushed up. Keep it away from these little creeks that they've put next to holes and all sorts of trouble like number nine and play golf. Um, my pick, Diane, this week is I'm not even going with the stats. I'm going with the gut. <laughs> I had lunch with this guy at this tournament last year, and I've been on him for ages, and I just missed on him uh, hitting the jackpot at the Valspar, and that's Matthew Neesmith. Okay. who is one of the great iron players of the whole tour. And you wouldn't know this, hardly anyone knows this, that a lot of tour players, good ones, walk past Matthew Neesmith and watch him hit his irons because he hits down on the ball so hard, has so much control of his irons. Yesterday, Diane, little known stat, he went out and led the US Open qualified at minus 10. So wow. he's obviously playing super golf. This is his favorite place. He's going to be with my friends up there tonight having dinner. And I'm all about 180 to 1, Matthew Neesmith. He could win. He's the one to watch. He's a dark horse. Amazing. Amazing. Your picks are ticking all the boxes this week. Right. So then we move on to our dark horses and they have to be over 100 to 1. It's definitely not going to be a problem for you. Um, I'll start with mine. Mine's a little bit of a heart pick too. But I'm going with the guy that finished in a tie for third here last year. And um, his stats last year in this tournament were brilliant. And... Again, it was tee to green and approach. Now, he voiced, he made the cut at the PGA last week and then went on social media and voiced his disdain for Southern Hills and said it was a pitiful setup. <laughs> to be fair, he said he'd played pitiful golf, but 
He said it was a very overrated golf course. So I'm hoping that he can like put the similarities aside and remember that he finished third here last year. He had a great run in Texas last year, actually. But I'm going with Patton Kazire, who has been playing really good golf. Again, the stats don't really show the true story, I don't think. And we know how good Patton is at putting. Um, and, uh, you know, he just needs to keep that accuracy going. But he's 150 to 1 this week. And I am picking Patton as my dark horse. Well, it's a good pick. We love Patton. He was just obviously frustrated after his golf on Saturday up there. And, and I've been exactly in his shoes. I just, fortunately, there wasn't an Instagram around when I was playing the tour, <laughs> Diane. Um, or a lot of us. I'm, I speak for a lot of us. We, we, we usually screamed at somebody in the locker room, usually one another. Um, yes, Patton Gazires, he deserves a break on that one. My pick, Diane, I'm going with an Australian this week. Um, really? <laughs> yeah. Another one that's playing very well, Ian Baker Finch, fits the mould. He won the Colonial. Put, great putter, doesn't hit the ball far, draws the ball, fades the ball, doesn't have to feel like he bombs it off every tee. Lucas Herbert, who's having oh, a very yeah. good year, he played very well last week at the PGA, snuck up in right up into the top of it in the early going on Sunday. I always watch these guys that are sort of playing well on a really hard course where everyone else is complaining. As you talked about with Patton, because I had a terrible Saturday, watching all these other guys score. You know, Tiger unfortunately had to withdraw 78, uh, saw a ton of guys, 76s, 77s, 78s. And now I'm looking at another guy on exactly the same course, exactly the same weather, shooting 70, 69. And I know myself when I go out and play it on tour, Diane, on a Saturday or a Sunday when you're out of it, and it's so easy to play poorly because you're trying to go for pins. You're trying to make a score, but you can't because you're not quite precise. But then I look at Herbert, and he's playing super golf coming in late. So I, I just have to assume, and I know this in my heart, Diane, that he is going to play well this week because he would have liked to have been had a shot at uh, that 18th tee shot, uh, and he may very soon in his career. But, again, I am putting all my eggs in the basket of 130 to 1 on the dark horse. Could win. Mm. Could be one to watch. And, of course, he's this week my dark horse, Lucas Herbert from Australia. He finished uh, in a tie for 13th last week, which is excellent. And, um, again, someone whose attitude shines through. I think it's very clear to see, and we saw that on Sunday, that he's always smiling. He's got a great attitude about things. And, again, you know, we see him in contention more and more now. And, and he won the Scottish Open, so you know that I love that. <laughs> But um, fantastic. We've got good picks. I love all of your picks. So mine are, I'm going for Will Zalatoris as my outright favourite. My one to watch is Tom Hoagie and my dark horse is Patton Kazire. Your outright favourite is... Oh, you've got him. Right. I'm, uh, Davis Riley. Davis Riley. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Matthew Neesmith and Lucas Herbert. Okay. Now, if I had to roll, if I had to talk about the big boys, if I had, oh. and I'm, 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 I'm using that term... Uh, correctly and uh, sort of in a half tongue-in-cheek, meaning that there's a, a, a group of A's, we call it, at the top of our board that, that we could pick each one of them every week and make a case for them. But Abraham Answer would be built for this golf course okay. because, you know, we saw him playing on the weekend uh, at the PGA. He was almost right there the whole week, drives the ball very straight, putts well, just didn't quite have the firepower. But this course is built for, for Answer. 
But I didn't pick him, but I'm just telling you to watch out. Just in case. I, I was going to as well. He's 40 to 1. And the other guy that I really like this week is Victor Hovland. And Hovland is 20 to 1. So, I mean, you've got Mito Pereira up there at 50 to 1, um, if you think that he can continue. And another name, you know, obviously Jordan Spieth being uh, pretty much the favourite this week. Well, Justin Thomas is a favourite at 8 to 1. Jordan coming in at 12 to 1. But Brian Harmon is another guy that I almost picked. Um, you know, there he a few glimmers of greatness last week at the PGA and Harmon is 65 to one for this week, but another one whose game really fits colonial. Yes. I would be thinking about Mito this week and I've lost in a playoff in a major, uh, at the British open or the open championship at Muirfield. So I feel like that tank is totally empty. So oh. I am not on Mito this week, unfortunately, yeah. but I will enjoy watching him uh, climb the leaderboards again very soon. Yeah, for sure, because that's definitely going to happen. Right, Elk, thank you so much. I'm excited for this week. As I said, one of my favourite courses on tour. I know that you absolutely love it as well and um, and a fantastic tournament. We've got a great field and then we've got a four-week countdown to go until the US Open. But um, lots of great golf to come in between. And this week, Colonial is going to be the host for the Charles Schwab Challenge. Podcast Network. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.